What's up, everybody? Welcome to the After Buzz After Show of Mr. Robot. I'm Ashley, your host for the night. I've got a great panel of hosts here to discuss the episode with me. Wow, we've got got a lot of stuff from this episode. We have Romero, we have Mobley, we have Angela Price, and of course, Elliot, Mr. Robot. So grab your Adderall, JK. Be back in just a second with you guys, all right? We'll see you soon. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right. Welcome, everybody. I am still in shock. I, my brain is overloaded right now. I have to spend so much too. time processing all of yeah. these episodes, you know? This yeah, is so crazy. I, like you said, I think we all may need some Adderall. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I have some here, just, you know, in case. I, mean, that is, I didn't say that out That's clearly that the, the solution yeah, based clearly. off of this episode, right? All right. Welcome, guys, to the After Buzz After Show, Mr. Robot. This was a great episode. I'm Ashley, your host for the night. Thank you all for joining me. And I have some amazing, very handsome, debonair, oh. dashing co-host with she me flatters today. us. Yes. So why don't you guys introduce yourself Absolutely. and let them know where they can find you. Uh, my name is Taylor. I'm Taylor Bolt. I'm new to the AfterBuzz family here on uh, Mr. Robot, Welcome. so thank you very much for having yes. me tonight. I'm very excited <laughs> to be here. You can find me on Twitter at TayBolt, that's B-O-L-D-T, and on Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. Oh, there's a D, huh? Yeah, there's a D. My ancestors kind of threw it in there to mix it up. He's got the coolest name in the world. What's up, everybody? (laughs) It's JC. You can find me at TV all across the board. And Taylor, my man, welcome to the team, man. Absolutely. Nice to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we got to get a quick shout out to Steve Kaufman. He's in Comic-Con right now. Hopefully talking to the cast. Hopefully having the time of his life. So shout out to Steve, and I'm sure he'll have some great updates for us when he gets back. Hey, Steve. And guys, if you guys want to chat with us, we are in the chat tonight. JC is on it. So give us your comments. Um, let us know what you thought about this episode. We are excited and ready to just dive right in. Yeah, right? we you know chime in. Let us know what you think. You're our fourth fourth co-host. Yes, yeah, you might tonight. replace me tonight. <laughs> I can't even speak. But yeah, shout out to Jeff P. Sylvia Love. Chime in with all your thoughts, your theories. Everyone join along. We could use the help because there's Absolutely. a lot to talk about. <laughs> all right. So then, just first initial impressions of this episode. What did you guys? What did you think about it? Did you have any expectations going into it from? The first two episodes, we came fresh out of the season premiere. How are you guys feeling about episode two of season two? Yeah, I feel like a lot a lot happened. You know, I mean, we got sort of the uh, the phone call cliffhanger at the end of last right. episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that there was going to be something interesting in this one. But that, it wasn't, it didn't really have much to do with that, yeah. actually. It was very much uh, centered around Elliot. And then, of course, our detective friend mm-hmm. who is now on the case I love, I love how, and maybe this is not, maybe this is just me sort of reaching now that I'm in the Mr. Robot world and I'm like, everything is a clue, but I love how there's kind of a theme now revolving around each of these episodes. And tonight I felt like this was about control or trying to, to gain control and realizing that you're not in control or that control is an illusion for a lot of these characters. So that was the biggest takeaway that I got from it. And we'll kind of dive more into it with the other uh, characters in this episode. But that was mm-hmm. that was something that was really interesting to me, and it kind of made me think, like, am I in control? Like, you know, <laughs> do, do I know what's going on? Is this an illusion? Is this real? You know, this show gets under your skin. It does. It and really it's does. Running with the theme, the the whole season, the theme is is control is an illusion. I think tonight, more specifically, it was the breaking point. Yeah. 
because of the definition of the show, it was a kernel panic, which means basically you're. I, I have. I wrote it down. Oh, the, nice, yeah, nice. The yes, operation. Give us, give us Let's see. The abbreviation is KP. It is an action taken by an operating system upon de- detecting an internal fatal, and in, in, uh, in fatal error. Thank yes. you. From yeah. which it cannot safely recover. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the blue screen of death. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Basically, it, it's happened all our computers, <laughs> and it kind of happened to Elliot. Not kind of. In a major way, it happened to Ellie. Can it get any darker this season? They I said it was going to be dark, so. but I can't wait to talk about this tonight, the yeah. scene. Maybe it can, though. I'm a little How? I'm a little afraid of, to put that out there just because, I don't know, Like it's it's dark. I'll, it's yeah. absolutely dark, but we can probably still go down further. But I love it, though. It's, it's one of the things, and it's really sad. I don't know what that says about me, but it's one of the things that I really like about this show. I love about this show is that it's not afraid to push the limits. Mm. And there was a lot of scenes where I was like, am I really watching this? Like, is this on USA? But it's just great that they they push boundaries and they don't limit themselves as far as the storyline is concerned. And that makes for really compelling television shows and, mm. and you know, scenes to watch. Absolutely. So. Let's dig into that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's go ahead and dive in. So we start off with Romero. We do a little bit of a flashback with Romero and Mobley. Mayhew. I was so sad. Mayhew, rest in peace. Are you uh, kidding me? Pour, I was... pour a cup for, for <laughs> no, our man Romero. Doing the research for the show, I felt, you know, this season it was going to delve into everyone's backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, we didn't get to see Romero the first two episodes. Right. And, and I saw this and it's just like, because I, I really en- I enjoyed his character. He w- he would he was the one that was, he was the staunch one of the group. He was the one yeah. that stood up to Mr. Robot, Elliot, mm-hmm. and then to see him just snuffed out like that, yeah. I was I wanted to see more. Yeah. But, but I, here's the thing: I'm I'm actually conflicted. I'm gonna, I'm going to take that back because, as much as I wanted to see more of him, didn't he just Sam Esmail give us everything just in that in the history, you know, in, in the open of the did, show yeah. of Romero? I love the flashback. Mm-hmm. I love the setup of like the cursed arcade and and getting yes. to see some Romero. I I was not expecting him to go like that off screen, you know? Yeah, just like come up come across the body. I know. It's just so sad. What is this, Game of Mr. Robot? <laughs> game of Mr. No one is safe. Well, they were at an arcade, yeah. so it could be you know, the game that's the, the sequel to Game of Thrones is the Game of Mr. Robot. Well, we're setting up a theme, I think, because we have, you know, this is the second that I can think of right now major character that we mm-hmm. we see, we just come across the body. We don't yeah. see them actually die. Yeah. It's a very interesting, it's very Shakespearean. Mm, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a very Shakespearean choice. And I think about what Price said um, you know, when he was talking to Angela you know, in regards to Gideon about, you know, bad things always happen to good people. I'm paraphrasing, but something of that sort. And thinking about, like, Gideon and Romero, like, these were people who, they had good intentions. You know, we see in the flashback that he was trying to be on the straight and narrow. He was trying to take care of his mom. He was trying to, you know, do the right things. And this was a movement that they all believed in, that they all mm. thought was for the greater good. And it's like, look where it ended him, you know, look how it yeah. ended up for him. So just interesting how in this world, you know, the people who have the best intentions or are trying to do the right things, you know, quote unquote, 
kind of get the short end of the stick, you know? Yeah. And to add and, to... Oh, sorry, no, no, please, please, please. No, the, I'm in. And no, the beauty on top of it is that we've watched the show now for, what now? What are we on? Episode 13. Mm-hmm. Mm. And until now, we finally start getting a backstory on Romero. And yeah. In other shows, we'd be like, you know, I want to know more about this character, but it's almost like... Sam is almost playing with us. Like, yeah. here's a crumb. Here's something from around. We're like, oh, like yes, give it to yes, us. Thank, yeah, you. I thank you. I love the mystery. I mean, I mm-hmm. think that's such a part of the show, just yeah. at its core, for all of these characters. Um, and for Elliot, especially. I mean, he's the biggest enigma of all of them where we just we don't we can't figure this guy out and so not knowing Romero and then the realization that we may never get the chance to mm-hmm. is sort of it's painful in a good way you know yeah. but I mean we get the flashback and who knows we might get other get flashbacks oh, so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that but yeah as painful as it is it's poignant yeah yeah it's I the agree. whole like you don't have control and, and I want to share, like I said, I wanted to bring the fans in as yeah. well. And we have Shay seven uh, Shay T seven eight nine, and she says, "What's up, y'all? The semen vomit scene oh. was one of the most difficult scenes to watch <laughs> in TV history. We're gonna dive yes. into that, but we'll get yeah. into it in a second. Yeah. Um, okay. Quick question for the chat, for people watching, and for you guys. Why do you think? Because I know that Mobley told Darlene, and so they knew that he was dead. But why? Why do you think they didn't try to sort of? cover up the murder i mean his mom was the only one who was there and she didn't know he was dead or try to collect files or anything that would connect them i know that his servers you know literally exploded self-destructed which um, was which was pretty cool i kind of you know that on my but, but, but kind of leaving no stuff reason. behind i know right exactly <laughs> if your parents try to get on your computer yeah. folks, don't try this at home um but i have you know. nothing nothing incriminating on my computer but i still think it's cool of course I, <laughs> all right um but yeah but you know to kind of cover their tracks the fbi agent found those those files those papers that eventually led, you know, the flyer. Like, do, do you think it was reckless for them to sort of leave that stuff behind, or was it just he panicked in the moment and then? Yeah. See, it, this it was... is this is a really good point because mm-hmm. I thought it was super sloppy for Romero. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was. He seems like the kind of guy because he was he's more paranoid. I think the, than most of them, yeah. they're all paranoid. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's the one who's he's been in prison for six years. We learned that at the beginning of the episode, and he has paper evidence that he didn't burn or yeah. destroy. That his, or why didn't Darlene his... and the rest of them come after once they found out he was dead and try and cut, clean that up? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? something, anything. Maybe they were just trying to get away from it, but yeah. it led them, you know. Right. Yeah, essentially. Without getting too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So that makes you wonder what exactly happened in that scene, which hopefully we will find out yeah. on Romero's death. We're going to see caused that. him to panic. Yeah. And yeah. be, like you said, sloppy. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's more speculation. Just when you think you're going to get an answer, we get more questions. Yes. Never. Wait, Never. Wait. Hey. More questions. We're like an enigma wrapped in a arcade, wrapped in a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but some All people right. actually but, had problems with Romero. Oh, um, with Romero's mother scene later in the episode. Okay, we'll have to, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. Sylvia Love. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think I think Romero's death is going to be central for a while. I think that the circumstances around his shooting are going to last. I predict for a lot of the season, yeah. and, it, and it was great seeing at the time with him Mobley being like they're buds. They're yeah. actually they were actually yeah. just genuine just friends cool. outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were cool. That's it, you know. Yeah. Mm. And and now sort of seeing the seed being planted where it's going to cause even more paranoia within the group, and we're kind of seeing a wedge being drawn between, right. yes. you know, and and that whole thing that could possibly even. What's going to happen with Mobley? What's going to happen with them? Yeah. Mobley, Trenton, everybody else who was a part of the the F Society crew is that going to cause you know a lot of paranoia? 
Well, they're falling apart. I mean, they're getting executed, maybe. We don't know exactly. And now they don't trust each other. Yeah, because they're thinking it's Dark Army. And (laughs) now that Dom, the FBI agent, is starting to find some clues. And now, you know, because right now it's turning into a hornet's nest. Right. They're infighting and whatnot. But now you're going to have possibly the added pressure that Dom is getting closer. So how are they going to handle that? Plus, through all of this, Elliot's AWOL. Through all of this, we don't, I mean... He has yeah. no contact with him whatsoever. And speaking of Elliot, let's just <laughs> jump right in to the fun madness that never stops. So we had some really great scenes. For those of you who have not seen it, please watch it first because spoiler spoilers are ahead. Um, wow. Yes. So we mentioned in you know the chat there was some really great scenes with. Yeah, I just I don't know what to I don't know what to make of it. It's like I, it, it's really. It's really hard for me to it's, his his mind. Is, I, I love. I think the the Adderall montage yeah, might be one of my favorite things so of this far entire of all of for it. Both, yeah, yeah, for, for I, of either season because it was just. I thought it was just really well done. Um, he, you know, he he goes to any length to mm-hmm. try to keep his demons at bay, yeah. and you know, it's clearly not a long term solution. Right. <laughs> but in through that throughout that entire montage, he's so happy, and it's. I love that we get to see. Even if it's drug-induced and partly psychosomatic or whatever. We get to see a happy Elliot. Yeah, Yeah. we get to see him smile um, for kind of the first time. I mean, he went went off, you know, the deep end, for sure. (laughs) A little bit. Um, No, he took took a lot of Adderall. I mean, that was... I've never heard of someone... Yeah, for that long. Yeah. Modafinil, Elliot. Okay, we'll talk later. But now that I'm going to say... But here's another thing. Kudos to Rami Malek mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we were talking about it that this I guess Sam Esmail had sp- I, I, he spoke I believe on I don't know if it was a podcast or I read it somewhere that this episode was supposed to be the funny episode yeah mm. and we were and I told you guys coming in this is supposed to be the funny, <laughs> the funny episode. episode and we were like where, where, is, that? where is it this is so <laughs> <But> dark <yeah. laughs> and then we got to the Adderall montage yeah the Adderall was, montage oh. perfect it was levity I guess yeah in a mountain of darkness we we should address the uh, preamble to that scene though right. the cement. All of that, yes. that goodness, the cement and the, yeah. the vomit. And That's what I was saying. I don't know what to make of it because this is all in his head, essentially. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's like we see the the man in the black suit, mm-hmm. which was has been a theme always of his his paranoia, but. I, I thought it was really happening, yeah, and same here. the show always does this to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm like, what is real? Because it could all be fake. I don't yeah. know. It could all be in his head. But black SUVs, man. It's like <laughs> that's a good <laughs> nothing a good ever comes from yeah. black SUVs. And do you think it was a purposeful choice by uh, Smell himself to put in a Walter White looking type of gentleman that's sitting mm. in the dining? You know, because that is one of his favorite maybe. shows as well. Yeah. He yeah. loved Breaking Bad, so maybe a little slight tip of the cap. And it kind yeah. of reminded me of Beautiful Mind too, with Russell Crowe, with the guy who was also, um, mm-hmm. you know, in his imagination. Yeah, it's that same kind of stereotypical, like, 50s, like, you know, hey, Sonny, you know, type of thing, mm-hmm. sly guy, who just kind of roughs you up a little bit, and then you find out he's not real. Can I ask a question? Because... He's not even outside. I mean, he's just... Okay. He's in his, he's in his apartment. Okay, so that, that's that's what I was going to ask. Because the was internet he? was... Yeah. Well, the internet's been talking about it all week, that it, is he in prison? Is it an institution? Because hmm. since it's all made up in his mind, did we get any clues or, or is... No? I... <laughs> I don't know if there's anything. I don't know if there's anything concrete. I yeah. mean, it, the the diner, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. the diner maybe intended. <laughs> the diner that he he keeps going to, it could be like a cafeteria. It could be like some sort of institutional cafeteria. Well, check this out. If you go a step further, if you rewatch the episodes last week, mm-hmm. the same people that were in the cafeteria were playing basketball. 
Okay. Okay. So, yeah. like, let's say so if you're they in either, prison, they you either didn't want to hire two sets of extras. No. Or. <laughs> but no, I don't it's think Hollywood they would. I, I, saw that on Reddit. I saw that on Reddit. Someone took a screen cap and there was the same bald headed guy that he was in the diner at the basketball game. Okay. So I'm like, okay. That's interesting. So, chat, let us know what you think. Is mm-hmm. he in an institution, laying in a bed somewhere? You know, is he in a white jacket somewhere, hand strapped? Where are we at with that? So, and is it self-induced? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out because it seems like it's self-induced, but to keep yeah. Mr. Bot, Mr. Robot at bay, right, right, right. right. But I don't know that I, I, I can kind of poke holes in that too. Yeah. It seems like, and that's the beauty of it because, uh, like this, once once again, Esmail told us he wanted us to go through the journey through Elliot's eyes as well because mm. it's infuriating. All last season, that's all we did was, is it real? Is yeah. it real? That's sure. all, and fans got so mad at and us now because he wants us but, to move past that. But but he also told us he wants it, us to experience this just as Elliot is because it's real and, to Elliot, right? Mm-hmm. It's I mean, this is Elliot's reality. It's twisted, but it's. As well, far as he perceives it. I mean, that's, and that's sort of a theme, too. It's like, what is reality? Mm-hmm. Is it just what we perceive? So what's to say if this is how he perceives everything, this is his reality? He doesn't have an alternative reality. If he was, he was being, he had cement poured down his throat. Yeah, and then he threw up grits and Adderall insane. all over the floor. And, and then <laughs> ate the grits. And then ate, up ate Adderall the Adderall grits. Again. Um, oh, that's a rough breakfast. <laughs> it tells breakfast you the, the champions, the guys. Madness, the I, madness. I have it with my ladies every morning. Ugh. But we'll put it a little pin in Elliot because we'll, we'll come back to him with mm. Ray um, at the end. So um, going into Angela. Well, actually, let's go with, with Darlene and Mobley and Trenton and people getting executed. Um, right. Yeah. How are we feeling about, I guess, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like Darlene... And I don't know why she feels so calm and collected and and just a little bit more in, in control, it seems like. I, it could be her just putting on a really good poker face. With the stuff that's been happening, every step of the way, she's like, no, it's not Elliot. No, nobody's after us. Nobody knows nothing. But it's like it's a very real possibility that FBI's could be, you know, right outside your door mm-hmm. ready to knock it down and arrest you. So yeah. I think she did that more as like you said, she's taking the whole you know, taking the bull by the horns, taking the lead and mm-hmm. just ensuring that Mobley and Trent don't flip. She's mm-hmm. just trying you know, to said, calm everyone down. Calm everyone yeah. down inside she like she was in the first episode where right. she was on the floor in pieces. Yeah. But she has still has to put that face up. You know, we she still has to keep it together. But we, I mean, and maybe this is just a choice they made, but we haven't really seen scenes that sort of show the other side of that, at least in this episode. So it just kind of leads me to believe, like, does she know a little bit more about what's happening in the situation that maybe she's telling the others? She, I don't know. It just seems they like think she's a that little she bit. Does. Okay, no, maybe that's what it is. but I mean, but I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that she doesn't. Yeah. But I think that's part of the problem. So I think it's interesting that you picked up on that because that's exactly what I think that they think they think. It's all, it's all perce- reality is just what we perceive, yeah. right? The fans are um, on top of it too. They just they just chimed in from the previous thought. They just said he doesn't trust us. Remember that as well. Mm-hmm. So you could be making it up to. Oh yeah, that's the first thing. That's like away. one of the first things he set up. Yes, yeah. this, is gonna, this, be, this is going to be a fun season. And that was Jeff P. Thank you for the heads up, Jeff P. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So so yeah. So I mean, do we think that this is? I mean, what, what what's? Do you guys have any just really quick thoughts about what happened with Romero and sort of, <sighs> and then with Trenton too, like? Is she still a part of this, or? Well, she said it herself. There, that she still, she thought it was still. Uh, not, I don't want to say elementary, but they, mm-hmm. they were just, you know, 
their intentions were not the same. She yeah, said that last season. Lost. Yeah, she said that last season as mm-hmm. well, and she stayed true to her character in that sense. So yeah. she's pretty much the same. She's like, my name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least exactly. trying to wash her hands clean. <laughs> right. Everyone's having that buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. Elliot did last episode, mm-hmm. Trenton, and more than likely Romero. Yeah. Like Darlene said, everyone was half in, mm-hmm. except for Darlene. Mm-hmm. All in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then speaking of all in, we have Price oh. all in Angela's head, Oof. right? Um, very, very interesting scene. We were talking about this before we, we started doing the show. I really like Price's character because he's not the typical, you know, muhaha, evil guy, you know, rubbing his mustache. He's just, he's very methodical. And, and in this episode, for, for me, the whole theme was control. He seems to be the only person who really kind of has a step ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody is trying to, like, catch up to each other and be in control before the other person is control. He seems to be, like, light years ahead. So what did you want to see his flaw? Because everyone has a vulnerability, yeah. every, including Price. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. one of the principles of the whole show, yeah. right? Of yeah. hacking in general. Yeah. That there's always a flaw. There's always a bug. Yeah. That was the word, right? What's his bug? Yeah, he's got to have one. I love all of the um, the corporate. I-, I love how we see just through characters uh, humanizing E Corp. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the humanization is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Of we'll of yeah. oh yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Being generous yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for uh, for the entire corporation because mm-hmm. it almost gives you that feeling, especially now that Angela's on the inside yeah. and Angela has her. We don't. We don't really know. Like, I still really like Angela, mm-hmm. but like, am I she's, supposed yeah. to? Should I? Mm-hmm. Because she's got her mind made up that she. Well, well we, we don't, don't know. know. She has a very specific. Is, yeah. She mm-hmm. has a very specific moral quandary right now. Because we did also get, you know, the um, it's easier to take it down from the inside. Mm-hmm. That's what Colby said. I don't know. We just. She's a wild card right mm-hmm. now, and I think, I think Price might be too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. As far as how he can affect her, you know what I mean. But I think he is a little bit more, like I was saying, in control of it. Like mm-hmm. Angela right now, she seems like she is kind of hanging on the balance. Like she could go either way. Right. And Price is definitely trying to sway her in a very specific direction. And in which direction, I can kind of guess, but I'm not 100% sure. But there's definitely a lot of manipulation there. Sure. There's a lot of trying to make her doubt herself and yeah. doubt what she really came to do, which is great. And it's just like little tiny breadcrumbs so that j- he So just to be clear, as far as the, the two <clears throat> men that they had, uh, Saul and what is Jim. it, Jim, mm-hmm. they had dinner with, this is this is a test to he for mm-hmm. her to de- destroy the evidence against them, yeah. right? It was weird. I almost got the sense that he wanted, just the way that scene played the, out. I'll go back and rewatch way, yeah, exactly. it. But the, like, no, of course. It was all a game. It was all manipulation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Setting her up to think... Something else was going to happen. Sure, kind of like twice. Yeah, exactly. She thought she was going on a date because you see what she was wearing. Which I was surprised. I was like, that that leads me to believe maybe because I was kind of surprised that she was like Mm -hmm. into the date at first. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Unless she is sort of playing the game still. You know what I mean? She's playing. Look, she, she has her plan, but she forgets that she's going up against a person who's played so many games with oh, higher yeah. stakes. She's playing his game. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it, 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 walking into, mm. but but we can't judge that because I I, I think that would be lazy. I think yeah. in the writing, if we think that's going to happen, so of there's course. something that she's going to have. Something that's we're going to see a chink mm-hmm. in Price's armor. Sure. He yeah. spoke to the Fed last week like they were nothing. I mean, it was like. 
so demeaning and just yes. yeah, throw away. There has to be something. That I I really look forward to it. I mm-hmm. want to see that chink. Mm-hmm. To give it dimensionality, to give him a you know another side. Well, I think for him, <clears throat> because uh, when he was talking you know, with the FBI agents and sort of talking about how we need to create this illusion for the public that we have everything in control, that nothing's wrong, and that we basically are on it. So I think for him... Having that illusion there, that's that's his his stronghold. That's what he relies on. So sure. poking a hole in that and exposing that and having people see that he's not in control, that he doesn't have it all together, and exposing him for who he really is, I think that that is a part of the weakness. And so if Angela can kind of tap into that and we can figure out how she can play into that, maybe if it's her, you know... Um, this is just me throwing out, but if it's her like sleeping with him and kind of gaining his trust or something like that, I hope that it doesn't go in that dark direction. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to think about her and we'll uh, him see. bumping yeah, we'll see. But you know that could possibly be it. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be that cliche. Oh, you got me type of thing. It's sure. going to be something that will take some time. I think she's going to have to pay a price for it. You know what I mean? If she's going to try to do something, no, you are on it tonight. She'll pay, have to pay a price, price for some, price in some way. Yeah, pay the price for price. Letting that one lie. So, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write down all these puns as they happen. Yeah, yeah. Bring the punny. Ten percent, okay, ten percent. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can pick of, up. Yeah, you can pick up a book of all of the tens of dollars I will make on puns. <laughs> hey, whatever pays the bills. It's a big right? market. So, really interesting lineup from their conversation about you know once you remove emotion, then basically that's 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 the end game. That's that's how you win mm-hmm. essentially. So, what did you guys think about this and and just sort of how he's trying to. Just really become have uh, try to turn her into this like soulless, emotionless, you know, kind of like hard ass person who just, yep, I'll just destroy lives. I'll just sort of make whatever decisions I want without thinking about the repercussions and how, how essentially that's sort of the mindset of E Corp, Evil Corp, mm-hmm. and sort of what they do and how they've destroyed lives without having any emotion connected to it at all. It's just the seduction of power. That's yeah, it. seduction. You know, and does she get lost? We don't know. Yeah. We will see. Yeah. All right. I so, can't wait to talk about the next guy. Yes. Oh. Are we, are we, <laughs> Jump right in. Yes. We're, we're going. Oh no, we're going to Dominique, right? Yes. We, oh, the oh. FBI Dominique with uh, who is her? Who's her Siri equivalent? Alexa, uh, that's Alexa. the the Amazon one. It was yes. funny because that's the commercial that we saw oh, during, really? and you was were like, it? "That commercial, commercial is so random. odd." It's like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Alexa. Interesting. Oh, that was well placed, Amazon. Very it's a well placed commercial. I want an election. It's all planned. You know that. You know he's planned it from the beginning. But yeah, but the interesting thing about Dom is that we're getting, you know, for the last two episodes, we're just getting bits and pieces and, mm-hmm. and not enough to really string along. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just like we're peeking into her and he's bringing her on slowly, yeah. which tells me. I believe She's the good. second half of the season, her arc is going to be incredible. Yeah. Kind of like what Probably, happened with Angela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought well, I, I judged the hell out of Angela last season. I, yeah. I was like, gosh, so this is the only character that I thought was so weak, and then, yeah. then, and then yeah. little. She's the juicy to me. She's one of the juiciest plot lines a, of the whole a show. Great mm-hmm. character right now. Yeah, yeah and I've seen. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick up on Esmail's beats. I'm like, okay, he's doing this with Dom. I love that you're of... playing this head game with the cre- like you're like really trying to yeah, like yeah. outpace. He's playing chess with the writer. Yeah, that's yeah, no, great. It's, it's really it's nice. Great. It's fine. Basically, I'm Angela and Esmail's Price. Fine. There you go. All right. All right. Next <laughs> no, after show, guys, we'll have some updates for you. For that. <laughs> no, but it, there's there's this affability to Dom's character that I you know I, I was saying FBI agent. You're gonna get this stiff character. Mm-hmm. Later on, she's rolling doobies for uh, Leslie Romero. 
Meryl's right. mom. Which was so smart. Though here's the thing though, like she might just be real cold. Like she might just be real smart and playing her game, you know, playing her best move. Yeah. yeah. Because it worked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but she's also totally likable. I think she's a really likable character. That's what I liked. Then then that's what it was so winning about that. Mm-hmm. Because like you said right now, it's she could be a cold hearted, you know. Yeah, we will see. She yeah. keeps her phone in the safe. I mean Yes. Why? Oh, so uh, she needs some furniture. I really want to send her like an IKEA <laughs> gift card. Or something. But, yeah, and at nice. the core, you find out that she's lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that that we see her because from the first episode, we see her interaction with the man in line, and she's like a whippersnapper, mm-hmm. really witty, and you know when she's in, you know, with the the other FBI agents when they find Romero, and she's you know kind of like basically like taking charge and she's somebody who just seems like she has it a little bit more together and when she's in her private life she kind of is just like really pathetic yeah she, <laughs> really doesn't, she lonely, doesn't have a lot going on you know like we were saying like we just want to give her a little hug you know <laughs> um so i wonder how that arc like why is he revealing that side to her versus some some other side or some other characteristics of her and how is just the duality of those two things going to play into an arc? And, like, what's that going to mean? Like, is it going to mean that she's going to be more sympathetic to F society and, and help or play more of a role in that mm-hmm. that realm? Or is it going to be a situation where she's going to be, like, going after them hardcore for the remainder of season we two? Need you know, bread com- bread we need more breadcrumbs. Come on, Esme. Take, taking it at, at face value right now, I think that it's, like, just with the information I have right now, I would say that I think that she will still come after F Society, at mm-hmm. least in the short term. I think that it's still part of the same thing where he's humanizing E-Corp. He's humanizing yeah. the villains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is p- part of the whole philosophy is that everyone's human. Every Like, everyone is human. You know, everyone Absolutely. has that bug. Everyone has flaws. And we get to see some of that for every... Really, except Price. He's the only one that we don't see it for, right? Yeah. But we get to see a weakness in almost every character, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I think that we will with him, too, yeah. eventually. Great. Yeah. All right. I like that, though. I like that She's a villain we don't know, but she's human yeah. regardless. And not even so much like, is she a villain? Is sure, she good? villain's a little broad. But. It's just it's just like, what's her role going to be? Because mm-hmm. in, in this world, everyone is so specific. Even if they're there for just a short amount of time, they play a very specific role, and it's meant to help push the story along in a very monumental way. So when each person comes on, I'm like, okay, who are you? What are you going to do? What's happening? You know, Absolutely. Type of thing. So we'll see how that develops. And then going into the more media parts of this episode, we have Ray, the lovely Craig Robinson. Ray, I love him this role. For, for, it's just such oh, an interesting. Oh, it's great. Role. He's it's such a it's such a fun role. But I just don't I don't know what to think of Ray. Yeah, I don't, know what to think of Ray I don't yet. either. That whole well, first we have his interaction with his dead wife, uh, right, or whoever he's created in his mind. He's talking to the whole scene with the dialysis and him eating breakfast. Which I thought was just it was it was just like a really sweet moment in the episode mm-hmm. that just it has a lot going on. There's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of really weird scenes. And just to kind of see this ordinary guy who doesn't really have a whole lot. I mean, there are a lot some parallels to Elliot. I think he's kind of if Elliot did, wasn't so far on the, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puff side of, of, <laughs> of his brain, you know, they would, would relate to each other really well. And so you know, we kind of see him like, oh, he's just this just nice old swallow guy. And then we see another scene, um, which 
has me very confused. I don't yeah, know what that, to make of that's what's so confusing. You know, yeah. it's a what breath is she of fresh air in a sense. From outside of the character, outside of the show, so seeing Craig Robinson uh, tackle a role like this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, never seen this. This I think it's, it's beautiful. I, yeah, it's a really good role. I, I cannot wait to see. You know, like and congrats to like let's say Rami Malek and the shows of the Emmy noms and whatnot. Yeah. Possibly, you know, I'm Snapping calling it early. Maybe something for. Call it. For Craig Robinson, I would love to see him get a yeah, nom out of that. It's too early right now. I want to see more, but just the way it's heading, maybe mm-hmm. just because I'm conditioned to see him a certain way, and now to see him like this, it's right. just like, give me more. Yeah. Absolutely. Like- I'm I expecting the hot way. tub to, to come out somewhere. I'm like, we're going to get a hot tub time machine in here, Craig? Are we going <laughs> to take Elliot back in time? Okay, no? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. But so, yeah, so we have the scene with him and this gentleman who's with his family. And we don't really know exactly what... I mean, he's looking for some, some sort of tech expert. We're assuming, but for the reason. So it's a flashback yeah. in a sense. I believe he was looking for a man to do the job. Who I believe now it's Elliot. He thinks, that, yeah. yeah, he thinks that it's Elliot, right? And he's just trying to get through to Elliot. Is that the idea? No, 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 no. I, I think he, Elliot's not the first person he's looked for this for, job, right? Okay. So th- this guy didn't have the information. So this guy didn't work out. Moving on to Elliot. So this was that happened in the past, right? So gotcha. it's just showing you. It's just showing That's us how menacing he really is. Yes. Yeah, which is not what how the he is with that Elliot we get. at all. Right. Or the impression that we initially got from him, from him, from him walking the dog, like he just mm-hmm. kind of seemed like that neighborhood guy, you know, mm-hmm. who right. just is just the sweet old neighborhood guy. But yeah, so I was examining his office when we see him in his office later. I was trying to figure out what rewatch. Yeah, because there's gonna be clues there. I know because I was like looking around and I was like, what kind of office is this? It almost looks like a like a like a government building or something like mm-hmm. the inside of a government building. Maybe, I didn't my, catch my, it. my my brain might have just put it there for all I know, but it was like it was plain, but it was like almost like like maybe like a Oh, I don't know. This is what happens. We watch like the We're, we're sort of in the studio five minutes later after watching, digesting all of this massiveness in our head. Yeah. Um, so much to process. Oh my gosh. Kernel no, failure. No, I know. We we're we're suffering our own kernel yeah. failure. <laughs> Someone in the chat will let us know what was in the office. That's We're going to put them to work as well. I know. I love Thank it. You Come on, guys. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm trying to think anything else now. Um, well, well, taking it to the very end or towards the end, you know, when he's he's talking with Elliot, he finds the. You know, when Elliot has the scene, you know, where he goes, which is a great scene, by the way. It was a great monologue. I thought it was very well acted on, on behalf of um, of Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. And just just a, just a very interesting commentary on sort of what we place our values on. And, you know, he talked about how he didn't want to use God as a scapegoat to get mm-hmm. out of his problems. And I think that for him, that kind of clicked for him. Like, I've been trying to use Mr. Robot as this way to escape, yes, from him, but also to escape from the guilt that I have about a lot of the stuff that's happened, to escape from the life that I left once this whole crash happened and once, you know, the F Society hack went through. So, yeah, I think now him kind of having, you know, just more realization that he's not really in control and he kind of has to just own up. To mm-hmm. what he's, who he is, what he's done, who Mr. Robot is in mm-hmm. his life, and what does that mean for him going forward? It's like moving past denial. This yeah, could be a, a big step for him. Admit, now, admit you have a problem. Now, can we <laughs> talk about Ray and Elliot and yeah. their mm-hmm. exchange? Maybe we should also take a step back too, because we're already almost buying into Ray. Remember, he found his journal. 
Yeah. And someone that has, right. yeah. has all of Elliot's secrets. Mm-hmm. And that's why right. maybe he told him this story about control being an illusion mm-hmm. and all we have is to fall. To and manipulate him. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm buying. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not drinking Ray's Kool-Aid. Okay. <laughs> not I'm right not yet. drinking Ray's Kool-Aid. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what he's after. I'm trying to figure out what motivates him. That's and, what still eludes me. And your question, Jeff P. Said, just said it was a, a giant American flag the size of the wall. Yes. Mm. Okay. So that, I think it's government building maybe. Or... There's still a lot of things that could be. Yeah. But yeah, both him and Dom, we we still haven't quite It could be like a like out. a warden's office. Well, that explains you know? that thing because we're talking about mm-hmm. institutions, you know, yeah. he was institutionalized yeah. last week and and he was with the dog last and that's why I said he's he's like a guard with a dog, you know. Mm. And, yeah. We're grasping for strawberry. Oh, grass. This is so yeah. juicy. I just want to bite this mic. Um, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. And moving right along. I know, right? <laughs> Cover your mics. Hide your kids. Hide your, your mics. Um, okay. So then, yeah, talking about, so then how do we feel now? So at the very, very top of the scene, we kind of started with Elliot and Tyrell. I don't know. Is this, oh, for yes. how we opened the show? Yeah. So just taking it, you know, bringing it all back to control. Do we think that this is another part of Elliot's psyche? Do we want to just kind of jump right into predictions with that? Or what are you guys, what are your, what are your feelings on just what Ray said to Elliot and about just sort of stumbling through and him sort of kind of accepting that maybe I need to, you know, I think what he said was, um, you know, stumbling in the right direction. Like maybe I need to just move and fix the error and just kind of keep going until another error comes up. And then I fix that along with him. So yeah, what what's our our take on that? Are we is he is he drinking the Mr. Robot Kool Aid? Is he giving up the Adderall and just accepting that Mr. Robot is a part of him now? Did they show that he was out of Adderall? Was that no? I think yeah. it's just he saw Mr. Robot again. So I don't know yeah. if he'll continue taking it if he's kind of accepted that Mr. Robot is a part of him and he. It's a great observation, it. actually. Yeah. You yeah. know, with Adderall wearing off and what with what Ray said, to face up, face your demon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. time to coexist with with this other personality in you yeah. and just accept it yep and he and, made it seem so nice too just what he says I, I just do it every day you know my dialysis and my breakfast and my wife and it's all good yeah i think this is a turning point for elliot i think that it could be yeah. i um i don't think his internal conflict is nearly yeah. oh, over <laughs> well, of course not. we got a little snippet of that for the next episode mm-hmm. but um so speaking of that let's go ahead and just dive into some predictions yeah Ooh. all right <laughs> Nothing now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, actually, I got something beside a prediction. We talked about it while we were watching the show. A heads up for the fans that do not, if they do not know, tomorrow morning at 10.45 oh, yeah, yeah. Pacific, Mr. Um, Robot, they're doing something. It's a, it's a VR. You have to download an app. It's called the Within app. And they're doing a. Is that, that's just for Android. It's for Android. It? There's, okay. And it's for Android and also um, iOS for, oh, okay, for great, iPhones great, as well. Great. And it's going to give you a VR experience. It's a 12 minute short film that could give you clues of what's going on. It's a companion piece with the show. It's to be debuted mm-hmm. tomorrow at Comic Con, but we'll get to see it live. And the reason I'm saying 10:45 to 10:57 Pacific because it'll only be on once, and then they're pulling yeah. it off. So, so you have a one shot to see you it. You have one shot to see it. Unless someone probably, I'm sure someone, maybe someone will be crafty enough to make a copy of it, but to get that photo. How do you, how do you copy such a tease, the whole... I know, right? Ah, so you I, I just car... want to be in there and look around, you know? Yes. Oh. So you got to have the cardboard and whatnot. So mm. definitely download it, guys, because I, I know what I'm doing and at 1045. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Very and cool. as for yes. predictions, 
What yes. do I see? You know, I, I missed some of what was going on. I did not. I didn't catch. Like I asked you that first line. What did we see in that preview? I, I, I still don't know. I think Mr. Robot was just basically like giving him an ultimatum. If you want to, basically, you know, if you want control, you got to kind of fight for it. And mm. and, and if you do. If you lose, basically, then I'm I'm more in control. Okay, then I'm going to say it's a great a saints call a shit or get off the pot. Elliot. Okay. Time to do with Gina. There you go. Um, I'll make a prediction about all of the people that we've been seeing, Leon and, and Jay and everyone. I think I or Ray. I think that they're all I think that they're all real people, but I don't I don't think that any of them are. I don't think that almost any of these interactions have actually happened. Hmm. That's kind of where I am right now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, at least not in this way. It's all a suggestion of something, and that's what I'm trying to like. It's like I'm solving a Rubik's cube, which I'm not good at. So I'll support your theory <laughs> because of last week when uh, when they were having the basketball game and the ball. Remember the scene where they were they were fighting over the ball, mm-hmm. and Elliot was giving a like he was he was narrating right there, and he said he's not afraid of anything. And as that happened, the ball rolled towards. Um, uh, uh, Joey Badass's uh, character, uh, and, uh, Le- Leon. 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 Yeah, yeah. And then Leon said, "What up, Cuz?" Yeah. And he yeah. started the fight. And as he was giving that speech, I'm like, interesting that he would say that as that would happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. it almost made me feel like it's a you know for me it's maybe maybe they're all fake. Maybe they're all in his head. It could be. It could really go either way. But I would like I, if I could. I kind of want them to be real. You know what I mean? But I want them to be like facsimiles of the actual people that they represent, or they look okay. entirely different, or it's. Maybe they're all one person, but I, I guess what I'm saying is I hope that it is external from Elliot, from not just in his mind, mm-hmm. but I think it's absolutely, I think everything that we see with him right now is definitely affected by his mind, which I love. Okay. I love that we're, we're it's like, it's like, a, it's like a whole season is a VR experience of Elliot. <laughs> it's it kind is. of crazy, right? <laughs> So this is a hard show to predict, Ash- guys. This is a really tough show to predict. She is the oracle. I'm telling you. Really? Okay. You, I know. No pressure. No, no pressure. Wait on. This you is only seriously. the most compelling show I've ever watched <laughs> in my entire life. So For the last no two pressure. seasons, you've given some of the most in-depth analysis. And like, seriously, I'm telling you right now. What is what is what does the force tell you? Hmm, Any predictions? I'm drawing upon Mrs. the afterbus, Mike. Um. I am thinking that Angela will release those files and because of one of two reasons. I think that either it's a, a ploy to sort of gain the trust of Price so that she can kind of show that she's a player in this game and that she is able to compete. Gotcha. Um, okay. I continue, but I want to ask a question about yes. that. Okay. Um, or the opposite end is that she actually really is in this for the purpose that she started it, which is to expose these people. So either way, I think it can work. But I think that she might try to play it more to appeal to, to price. Mm-hmm. But I do think that she is going to eventually play that card. She may not do it right away. But I think that there will be something that kind of pushes her to make that, that decision. Gotcha. Um, whether it's a good good thing or a bad thing, we'll, we'll figure out. But... That's going to be my number one prediction. And then... <sighs> oh, you get another one. Ooh, there's two. Bring I it know, on. right? This is like... All right, you seem to bring it in, bring it in. You seem to be nervous about this one. In the meantime, <laughs> I want to shout out the fans as well. Yes, Send us in. your predictions as well. Send us all oh, your please. comments. And make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes. Please yes. let us know what you think, what you want to see. You know, yeah. Definitely. We want to know what you guys think. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Second prediction before we're out of here. Second prediction... Um, I'm thinking that uh, Dominique is going to kind of figure out what's going on or she's going to start to put the pieces together of what is going on. But there's something in me that's saying that she won't expose them, mm. that that either she'll 
learn more about what's happening and maybe appeal to it or connect with it in some way. Either way, I don't think it'll be a reveal of, oh my God, this is a society. I think that, that she's very curious and intuitive and like kind of has her own agenda going on. So I think that she'll play to that more. So, dun dun dun. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of story left to be told. Yes, so, so much. True. And thank you guys. Um, again, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Give us some thumbs up as well. Leave your comments. You know, this helps us to keep providing you all with free content. So we appreciate all of the love, all of the support. And yes, let's go ahead and sign it off. Where can they find you guys on social media if they want to hang out with you later? Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tbolt, B O L D T, or on Instagram at Tbolt, also B O L D T. Nice, man. And you can follow me on the deep recesses of uh, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> or you can follow me at JC Rubio TV on nice. Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, and pretty much across the board. All right. Cool. You guys can always check me out Facebook and Instagram, Ashley underscore Chapman. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week for episode three. Have a good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.